There we go. There we go. We are on air. We're live. Hello, everyone. This is Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Doug Hargis, Douglas on. We got Joshua Gilly, Alpha Sapphire on Instagram. Woohoo! <sighs> and today we are going to be talking a little bit about what we've done today. Some awesome flying today. Yeah, we did some awesome flying. Very active yes, piloting. Yes. All of us, uh, as a congruent, um, flew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, so it was really awesome that we uh, uh, went out flying today. But the one of the things that we want to do on this one is to we're going to talk about what we did today, the geocaching, and tomorrow we're also going to be doing a a, um, a podcast with Jeff Goen, the guy that did uh, that authored the PPG Bible. Yes. Have you heard about that? I have heard about it. Have I've you read, read it? it? Oh, really? Yes. It's excellent book. Excellent book. Have you heard of? It? I have not. He totally dragged me along for the <laughs> totally dragged me along for the ride. But I, I've heard from him about it. So yeah, it was the Bible of paramotor flying. Yes, got to read it. it. Definitely. So what we're going to be doing right now is we're going to be talking about what we did today with the geocache, because you guys came all the way over from Louisiana. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. To yeah. over here in Arkansas to meet up with me. What's so special about me? <laughs> oh, you were flying the most primo spot that I could think of. Because <laughs> the weather, what, kind of sucked over there? Uh, I mean, it was sketchy everywhere. So I'd yeah. rather be sketchy up around the mountains than sketchy over the fields. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so it was a great trip. Sean is a great host. Oh, yeah, definitely appreciate everything. Oh, go on. No, really, go on. <laughs> no, really, go on. <laughs> and his lights on his paramotor are very oh, what mesmerizing. Think, what do you think about that? I think they definitely catch attention. I think take off right now. Take everyone's eyes up into the sky. I know. Yeah. I wish. I wish that we could. Yeah. You know. You know. Since I think I, they're great. I'm a little jealous about it because they're so visible. Since I got these, I still have not flown <laughs> half an hour after sunset or before sunset. Uh, you got spring, this, you got spring time right is, here. <laughs> Springtime is here, though. I so know, you're gonna get plenty right? of hours. So uh, we posted a video, or not a video. Uh, this is. You should be able to see the, the. Um, what do you call that? That little picture that we just took. The icon, the yeah, the emoji, the, 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 uh, the avatar pro, profile picture. Avatar there yeah, of this yeah. one. We're standing out here in front of Beefo Brady's in Mel after eating. I had some wings, it was really delicious. I had a good old, old Brady's burger. A Brady's burger. I made sense. a mistake and got the fajitas. Good <laughs> <laughs> old bad advice. Bad advice. But we're standing out here because I kept the lights on and it's on the back of the Jeep. And we've had a lot of people that were that were looking at this as they were going by because it's still on. Including us. <laughs> we're, we're mesmerized. Yeah, because you don't even know what it is from 10 yards away. All you see is just a hoop of different color oscillating lights. It's I, really kind of neat. From from a distance, I would definitely say it's a UFO. <laughs> <laughs> it is a UFO. And you know, over here, too, I can actually change the... The, uh, you know, see, where did you get that set up, by the way? This okay. This was on Amazon. It was um, twenty bucks. What's not on Amazon nowadays? It was twenty bucks, I think. So it's plugged into USB. Um, yeah, it's just a USB thing. And let's see. Um, this is like right here. Hold, hold the. Yes. Hold the microphone. Hold the phone. Oh uh, him. And uh, don't so drop can, the mic. I can turn it to different colors. Well, that's neat. I can go all. It's white. got like a remote control. Looks like about the size of a credit card, a little thicker. Yeah. With a thousand buttons. Yeah, so you can put it on flash or fade or whatever you want to. But he's having a grandpa moment right now and 
<laughs> get to anything. There he is. But yeah, because oh, that's, that's behind cool. my, my tie down right yeah. there. So it, it can fade into the different things. But this is my favorite right here is the uh, the blue. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It, it matches your, uh, your You're gonna uh, be nice. frame. It does. Yes. Whenever those, the days, when the twilight gets upon us a little faster, you'll definitely stick out. And, and it's nice because you can have you can have a little bit of light to break down to as well, which is nice. Yeah, it's really not too bad. Come on. There we go. And then when I drive home, it's all red. That way, it's like a tail light or something. Awesome. We were talking it'd be neat if you could tie it into your tail lights. Oh, this one actually ties into my tail lights, but I don't have it hooked up. Yeah, hooked up. Yeah. So it will do all that eventually. But it's neat. But yeah, I got it on Amazon. It was uh, twenty bucks. It's stickers. So, you just, so I just stuck it around like that, huh. and then I zip tied every twelve inches or so. Okay. Um, That's what she was <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. You used your you used your line, man. Kyle always has that. You you saw that I um uh, we, that we uh, did a podcast with Kyle, right? Uh, uh-uh, I didn't see that. I got, I got to fly with him last year for just a little bit, and that was fun. He's he's a humble guy. Kyle was really awesome. He, he I think we, um, He's I think just we, out of town from me. I think so. we talked for about an hour on a podcast. I'm sure that's it because he is a super alpha talker. He is awesome, man. Got up with Anthony Vella. Yeah. And did a podcast with Anthony Vella. Uh, tomorrow, of course, we're going to be doing a, a podcast with um, Jeff. Jeff Gowen. Um, but, anyways, let's go ahead and go through what, what, we, what okay. we did today. And uh, what we're expecting to see on our videos, because we did yeah. a really good geocaching one. We and then all flew. We, we all flew. We all flew. And you, don't, you won't understand. They don't understand this. Because the, this guy here doesn't have a paramotor. Exactly. But he flew. Yeah. With, Superman style. With, yeah, Superman yeah, style. Yeah, I have powers. I have the superpowers. So How I, did you do that? Uh, telepathy and stuff, you know, I just, uh, I came from Krypton and, uh, just, it just so happens that I have, uh, those powers. <laughs> You'll definitely be able to see what we're talking about come, uh, come, the I don't know, when, when you want to do the video, probably a couple days because yeah, I still need your, your video. Yeah. So what we did is we, um, hit a couple geocaches. You brought them from Louisiana. Yeah. What, what'd you bring? Little Louisiana land yap. So, you know, cups, Mardi Gras cups are a big thing they throw at the parades. So we had a stack, so I brought a bunch of cups and a bunch of assorted beer koozies to hide out in the in the bush. I also saw a tin. What was the tin all about? The tin. Oh, the, the th- that's where the that's, that's where the koozie. Secret? Yeah, that's the that's, that's the secret? secret one. Okay. Yeah. So we got a secret tin also. Um, so we took off. We flew around. Uh, we also hit up the geocaches, which Anthony calls the paracaches. Paracache. Mm-hmm. I love it. So we're gonna have to definitely do more paracaching. Uh, you know what? I don't even know if you all can hear us or not, because we're just doing this on. It says on air. Yeah, but I guess can we'll you get, hear us? We'll get feedback later. I'm sure <clears throat> those apples make pretty good devices. So. I think so. Can Can you all hear me? Can, hello, can you all hear me? I don't know. Maybe breaker, breaker, <laughs> breaker, ten four. Um, but yeah, we, we did that. We hid some uh, some geocaches. We flew around in some very thermic, ooh, thermic midday. So it was thermic, and there was a big fat wind sh- wind shadow around Pinnacle Mountain. Yeah. So I mean, our what our wind socks were like ten feet apart, and they were going two different directions. That was crazy. Yeah, and so you'll see in the video. But taking off from that, it was quite quite a Bronco ride. I'm glad I'm, I'm a few hundred feet. I'm glad that we uh, actually had a couple of people taking some video of us. Yeah, that was doing, doing fortuitous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very fortuitous. I love it. 
Um, so anyways, we uh, flew around. We used the geocaching app on our phone where we uh, landed and found these different things. Thank goodness we have more than one person down on the ground that filmed us actually yeah. getting it. Hiding the stuff. Did you actually have your, um, I totally forgot to have my chest cam going while I was collecting. Did you have uh, your, ham your helmet cam going? Or did uh, you forget that too? Probably not. Because you have to turn my camera off to listen to music and I was jamming. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so we got some yeah. really good video today. Oh, well, maybe next time. Who Who are those people that said that, um, what, what was that all just, about? Just some old folk just drove up and they're like, man, is that is that Sean flying? And I was like, yeah, that's Sean flying. And they're like, oh my God, we're really big fans of you. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool, pretty cool. You know, I'm just learning today, you know. But yeah, we had some people, we saw, we had some, uh, some watchers. That's interesting. Yeah, some spectators. And I, I did. I was over. Yeah, you were. I was flying hundred feet in the air. Yeah, so I don't even know who they were. So if you're listening yeah. to this podcast, please let me know. I remember the woman's name was Linda. So uh, Linda, if you're out Shout there, out to Linda. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Linda. Linda. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Linda, for watching us not die. <laughs> that, was, that was amazing. <laughs> she uh, she actually did a couple videos yeah, for us yeah, too, and airdropped them to you. Yep. yep. And then you airdropped them to yep. me. Yeah. So the, so the takeoffs were really squarely. I mean, that wind was doing crazy stuff, but you got up a little bit and it was good. And on landing, what well, we were pretty much parked until you got into the shadow yeah. and then you were actually gliding. You were, you were parked for about 20 minutes, it seemed yeah, like. Yeah, I thought I was going to land short because I was parked so much. And then I finally got into that shadow and, and glided forward. That so whole area it was nice. That whole area nice landings. Was just and the, all the geocache landings were good. They were spot perfect spot because spot <laughs> spot on spot on um all right so anyway um let's go ahead and get into some questions for jeff tomorrow what tilt huh tilt it tilt bloop yeah. all right we got one online two total woohoo all right wait until we go live live yeah tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right on um what questions do you have for jeff i know that you I'm very new to this, um, but how, how long has Jeff been doing this, you know? I think forever. I guess that's one of the questions yeah, that we can ask him is how long he's been doing yeah, has He's an airline pilot as well, I think. I think he's his, been doing his main gig right from birth, for a just, long time. Uh, flew out? Yes. I think he flew <laughs> out. He flew out of the womb. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had questions for Jeff, just yeah. like clearing up, because uh, I have a Roadster 3, uh -huh. so it's got lots of trim settings, and just when to tip steer, you know, when to use that in conjunction with trimming out mm -hmm. or in, and then in turbulent weather, I mean, you and I were like, I was on my brakes, but you were on your tip steering right. when it was a little turbulent. Just what he thought about that. Yeah. And like trims in trims to neutral. Yeah. Or go I trimmed past out trims. a little bit, you know, when it's turbulent, I trim out just a little bit. I feel like it's more stable, but like you were saying, you might not have a, a as good of a recovery as you would like fully trimmed in. So just to get his, viewpoint on that have you have you hooked up your speed bar yet no no i have not, not yet. Uh, are you planning on doing speed i bar? do plan on it uh -huh. i just haven't yet just scared, I don't know. scaredy cat maybe i don't even have it i'm a scaredy cat you oh you don't have it uh -uh, uh -uh. i have it it's, it's it's hanging up in my garage and my with the wing i bought my wing secondhand so it came with the okay. wing. well i'm sure it's bouncing around my instructor's truck somewhere <laughs> so shout out to john hudson down in shreveport where's my speed bar <laughs> yeah, uh, my instructor shout out to britain uh is going to help me put the speed bar on when i'm ready to do speed bar but i'm still you know yeah we're still learning i mean golly we're, we're still 
learning how to do, you know, mild wing overs and how much altitude we lose when we turn, right, right. you know, how to do some spot landings. So I feel speed bar is coming. I'm still know. learning to kite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell oh. us about your kiting experience. I mean, your first my, day. my first kiting, I, I felt like I was going to fly off, honestly. Um, but y'all, y'all had me there. Y'all taught me well. Um, I, it, it's very, uh, it, it's such a unique feeling to be able to, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. It was, it just feels. Are you, are you hooked? I want to say I can be, I really can be. <laughs> we'll get you hooked. Yeah. But yeah, you did good. Even with like three, like yeah. three or four practices, your, your body started moving. Right. Yeah. But I mean, when you're clipped in reverse, it's, it's counterintuitive yes. the way your hands go. I was very, I, I wasn't confused, but I, I, I was so focused on the, uh, the the glider itself that I was like, okay, I don't really, I'm not paying attention to my body. I'm paying right. attention to keeping it in the air. Right. It just gets to be memory learning. Yeah. And that's what you, that's when it becomes like not easy, but second nature almost. Yeah. Now, now what do you think about like, um, now we have what, about 30 hours under our belts or right. so, right? Yeah. Um, so what do you think about teaching people how to kite? Uh, teaching people how to kite and then letting them know you need to have an instructor before you put a motor on your back and go for your first solo. But what do you think about actually teaching someone to kite, not I, being an instructor? I think if you do it safely, I mean, the winds are manageable. You have a helmet on. Right. Um, you know, yeah. I, I think I think it's within the realm of possibility. Right. If, and responsibility if you are responsible about it mm -hmm. um but you know just like anything else you clip somebody in and really sketch you in or you know if you're half drunk or you know were you whatever. half drunk absolutely <laughs> <laughs> well now you are after beef o'brady's but, no yeah, but yeah you know to, to me it's like you know it, if if you know how to fly then obviously you know how to kite right and to help someone learn how to kite i don't think is a bad thing as long as they know hey I'm going to teach you how to kite. You need right. to go to an instructor yeah, right. for the rest. And have some res have some respect with that wing, too, because you were hard on, you know, do not let go of the brakes. Do not, do not, not. Anything goes wrong, you just bury those brakes. And walk forward. And walk right. forward. Mm -hmm. So I, I think with the right preparation and with right. the right responsibility and just making sure that the trainee has respect for the wing and the wind, yeah. you know, I, I think that's important. But, you know, Josh got a good fat lecture by, yes. beforehand. My goodness. And so much information that was thrown at me uh, that I couldn't comprehend it all, but it was very. Uh, but Sean and I both had a hand on him. So yes. Yeah. You were in good company. Yeah. People have learned with less trained, with less skilled yes, instructors. Absolutely. I've seen people on YouTube that, you know, just get this stuff off of eBay and they YouTube learn how to fly. What do you think about that? Oh gosh, you have, you sketchy. You have to be a, a certain kind of person. And I'm not saying that just because I had instruction, right? But there's there's such a nuance to it that you get from experienced pilots. Now it's one thing if you self-train with experienced pilots, right? Right. You know, but if but if you're just totally solo in a soccer field, you know, for a couple months, uh, you really miss a lot of nuance. And you may pick that up, you know, flying with other pilots in the future. Yeah. But but if you're disciplined. I mean, it's, it's definitely doable. If you're disciplined and you've done your homework and you have respect for the wing and the equipment, I think it can be done responsibly. I just didn't choose to do it that way. Right. I mean, I'm definitely not here to judge how somebody learned.
No, no. And well, you know, and, and the thing is, the way I think, the way I see it is like once you learn how to kite and you're able to get the wing overhead and you're able to walk backwards, you know, doing a reverse launch, yeah. then turning around and going forward with it still overhead, then be able to turn back around and then go forward. You've got that kind of mastered where you yeah. could feel safe and most putting of your, a motor on your back. And most of your learning from there on really is tactile and is by yourself anyway. Exactly. You know, like learning how to turn, you know, how your altitude is doing, what your, what your climb ratio is, you know, your landings. I mean, you don't have your instructor in your ear every sub, every subsequent flight, you know? So yeah, it, I just felt better having an instructor, having some instruction. The whole reason why that I had the instruction is because I wanted somebody in my ear when I was up there, you know, to, to take that first step and, you know, figure out what you're supposed to do, you know, where's the wing, you know, and throttle. I tell you what, honestly, when, when I first launched, I heard my instructor in my ear, mm -hmm. I can't tell you, you what you, the hell he said. It was like, all I remember is you can let off the throttle now. You can <laughs> let off the throttle now. You're getting pretty high. You can let off the throttle. But it felt better leaning back in that chair. And when I let, let off the throttle, I leaned forward a little bit. And that's where it felt kind of sketchy. But what I remember, or the, or the, the very solo? first day of my solo, um, and that was at Buffalo Mountain, okay. uh, not too in Tallahena. Okay. Oklahoma. I think that's where I took my first flight, was it? Well, let me think. No, no, no. It was the sod farm. Okay. Well, that would be fun. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was a, that was a great day. It was like 30 degrees. And yeah, that was a cold day for me nothing. too. So yeah, it was 2018. That was a good time. That's awesome. 2018? Mm -hmm. So it, you've been... You've been November 2018. So I've been oh, about a year. so you've been flying like uh, for a year. A year and a couple months. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So do you remember when you first started doing this, like when you got your solo and then you started to fly, what were some of the things that you were like, you know, you just couldn't get out of a book. Like to me, it was getting up at a certain height and then figuring out that glide ratio to yeah. spot land. Yeah. I would overfly everything but I over. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I would say, okay, I'm going down. I'm gonna hit this. And I would just overfly overfly. Including that briar patch. Including the briar patch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> got to put a link to that. I'll, I'll put a link on, on, on the show notes. But and, and feeling rotor. You know, oh, yeah. even a long way off, like a tree line a long way off mm -hmm. can make, you know, rotor 150 yards off. And just learning that stuff. Um, but, yeah, there's a whole lot to learn just about the wind and when you're under the wing, you know. Now, the airport training, you know, that that's different right you know it's a whole different that is a lot more like class like uh, scholastic oriented mm -hmm. but yeah just like learning just to fly and learning your glider and learning your, learning your engine and your weight shift weight shift is something that like i'd heard about weight shift and i would notice people crossing their legs when they fly and i was like well let me try that and i was like oh i can lean on one ass cheek <laughs> and <laughs> and just fly just with my weight so that was something that kind of took me by surprise. Pretty much all I do is when I get up, I um, stow my brakes and I weight shift the whole time. The whole time. And That's then I'll... Because really? you can weight shift a lot more in that in that wide frame, I think. Because I've got that little, um, that Uta spike with my power seat. I, uh, it, you can weight shift. When, like today though, mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I could weight shift much. I mean, I was on my brakes. Um, no, I was, I was tip steering. Okay. But yeah, I tried to weight shift a little. It just wasn't as effective, I felt like. But on good calm days, mm -hmm. yeah, you really feel it. 
Yeah, I, I really enjoy flying. Uh, I think that the most difficult part of paramotor is not the flying part because it really is not difficult to fly. It's the airspace. It's yeah. knowing, you know, the road or it's knowing um, the winds, winds yeah. aloft and, and how to, to figure it out. Now, how many times did we go through winds aloft and windy and all that stuff before we, we took off? Over the 48 hours before we took off? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like every right. four hours. Like, because I almost bailed out. You know, I was like, oh, my God, look at the gusts. Like, it's going to be awful. But I finally stuck with it, and we had some good flying. It was it was scary, but I made it. Got some experience. Yeah, how's your bump tolerance now? Get better than it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Is this the bumpiest that you've ever flown? Uh, probably. Really? But if not bumpy, just flinging you back and forth. Yeah, it was the wildest, that wind coming around that mountain. But once you got above the mountain, right. then it was pretty good. About 1,000 feet, it was good. This is what I've been flying for the last three times, mid, uh, midday mid flying. Day. Yeah, it, well, we launched at like three-ish, four-ish. Yeah, so we kited a little before then. And to right. me, that's early. Like, I'm used to launching like an hour and a half before sunset. Uh -huh. So 3 o'clock felt early. Right. But it, And it felt bumpy. But once you got up a little bit, it, it felt pretty good. Yeah, the wing, you got to trust the wing. Those roadsters are amazing, are. you know, and the technology has come such a long way. But I, but, I feel the same way. Yeah, but you, you just got to trust the wing. You got to you trust know? your equipment. Yeah. but yeah, And you, you got to trust that you set it all up correctly. Look, yeah. look how many times that I stopped and reset because I didn't feel like it was a perfect wing. Like when I forward yeah. launch, it's like, no, I'm no, going to try to get You got this, but then it tilted the side and you aborted and I was glad you did. Mm -hmm. But there was, there's a whole slew of good decisions to be made before you fly. And like you said, there's location, you know, there's airspace, you know, there's respecting other people's property that you were on. There's weather, mm -hmm. um, there's your equipment, you know, how's your stuff been sounding? I mean, I know you changed your plugs out right? because it wasn't like you liked um, yeah, it's amazing. You change out a plug because I, I think I went, got up to um, 8,100 RPM, and I'm like, no, it should be up to at least 83. When I changed out the plug, it got up to 8310 or something. So yeah. on my, on I felt me, better. I'm 10,000. It, it That's 10,000? 10, yeah, yeah. But it, it felt good. But So if you can make good judgment on all the decisions right up to launching, like that is – 90 percent of it that's what i think yeah honestly because once you get up there and fly you can put anybody in the seat and have them pull the brakes a little exactly. bit exactly you could you totally exactly could. <laughs> yeah, and 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 you don't i mean i didn't have any like i mean when i soloed like that was my first time ever and when i landed that was my first time and no hills no you know no simulators like right. I did it and I was really surprised at how intuitive it was. I mean, I haven't, I've only eaten it a couple times, mm -hmm. but I ate one today. He did eat one today. I ate a good he one to, today. Had to bring his wing home and dry it out. <laughs> that was rough. I had, I had water sitting in my butthole. Yeah. <laughs> Your leaky butthole. <laughs> leaky, real leaky butthole. I had to take it back home and put it in the garage and had some fans going. Then it started to be nice and sunny outside. Yeah, so I kited it outside. It's dry today. Oh, you know, because the humidity is so bad down here, sometimes stuff just doesn't dry. I can only imagine but today, people who don't paraglide what they're thinking right now. They're thinking, I'm glad I'm not listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're out, what, what time is it anyways? It's uh, 8.30ish yeah. our time. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So it's been a full day. It has it been really a full has. day. But okay. We've enjoyed the trip. Almost forgot. 
Question for Jeff. Question for Jeff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just had some about, you know, the, the trims and the trim. tip steering and mm-hmm. that in conjunction with turbulence, you know, when to use what, you know, under what kind of wings. Mm-hmm. Um, How, how's your airspace? You got the airspace under control? You kind of understand what that is? I think so. I haven't flown out of many airports yet, but my dad was a pilot, so right. I can I can read an, an aeronautical map. Um, what airspace is this right now? Oh, this is probably G. G up to what? Uh, well, is it, is it 16 or 1400? Depends probably, on how close we are to the airport. Right? 1200. <clears throat> and then what's above uh, 1200 feet? What airspace is that? Oh, above that C? No, is it here in Maumel? Everywhere. Oh, you G. Have G goes up to 1200, and then above that is. Oh, it's E airspace. Right. Up to 18,000 feet. 18,000, okay. And the only time that you have to uh, actually worry about that is if you have um, an airport and then you can use like the, the sky fly high and see exactly where that shelf is. Yeah, and that's very handy because I fly in Shreveport around Barksdale Air Force Base. Right. So I'm just south of town. So I'm in between the airspaces of Shreveport Regional and the Air Force Base, you know, depending on, on which side of the river I fly to. Mm-hmm. And the fly sky high is very handy. How how high can you fly when in that area? Um, it's just normal. Like it, it to me, it's sea airspace above like fourteen hundred feet, twelve or fourteen hundred. Oh, so you can only go up to fourteen hundred feet? Yeah, but the shelf is right outside of it. I try not to fly above it because you still have that incoming traffic. Right. You know, and you've got the heaviest. You had two planes <laughs> flying around you today. Yeah. Didn't even see them. Yeah. Didn't even um, see them. Yeah, I think I got it on my GoPro, but yeah, there's two planes that was at your level. Lord of mercy. And I was only at like 1,200 feet or something. <laughs> you're up, you're, I think you're up higher than that. I might have been. 1,200 AGL. Yeah. But. If you happen to hear cars go by and weird noises in the background doing this podcast, we just ate at Beefo Brady's. We have some full tummies and we're like, hey, let's do a quick podcast. And here we are out in the middle of the parking, the lot. parking lot talking about paragliding with some cool ass lights around my paramotor. Really is legit, I have to say. <laughs> Got to look into that. Is there any other questions that you want to ask Jeff other than trims and? I mean, you know, yeah, uh, you can ask the guy anything. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about Beef O'Brady's? <laughs> <laughs> I, I posted this on um, on Discord because there's a, uh, a Discord server for paragliding and paramotoring and stuff. So I posted it and their response is, who is Jeff going? You're right. Uh, right. Well, I, I guess I was I was going to ask him too, like training to fly in and around airports yeah. and talking to the controllers. You know, those are, are big ones. What I guess the best method of learning would be, I mean, I guess writing everything out and kind of role playing almost with someone or find a really patient tower to work with you and guide you through it. You know what it sounds like? His answer would be talk to your instructor. To your instructor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All airports are it's different. Like, it's know. like everything. It's like, well, talk to your instructor. Talk to your yeah. instructor. And I fly out of a little airfield that has some uh, crop dusters uh-huh. flying out. And the guys have asked me to, to buy a radio. Right. And I have. I, I did the 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 icom uh a 16b i think the bluetooth and so it's coming in the mail so i'll be able to talk to those guys and it links up to your cena you know so you can uh, push to talk on the radio or through your cena i think with a long hold so do you know their frequencies or i do okay yeah you know they i always talk to the airport manager when i go out there and you know he's like yeah some guys flying you know they're coming in here if you stay over here you'll be safe why don't you get a radio i'm like you can call me he's like i'm not gonna call you flying while i'm flying 
He said, get a radio. So, so I bought one, you know, out of safety and respect of those airports that I fly out of, Mm -hmm. you know, those guys are so laid back, but still you want to be on the side of safety and be able to communicate with them. Right. So, and then that will open me up to flying out of, in a little more airspace, you know, and talk to, you know, be in communication with other airplanes or whatever. It's just, I guess it's just a safety thing unless you're flying in the middle of the field all the time. But I, I plan on traveling, you know, right. going to see friends and fly out of different places, new experiences. Fly to friends. Fly to <laughs> yeah, so, awesome. so I did the powered parachute fly-in, the uh-huh. Petty Jean powered parachute fly-in in October. And that was really neat. But all those guys are numbered and they have radios. You know, so they were all talking. There was a base station on the ground. And I was thinking, well, crap, I can't talk to these guys. Interesting. Yeah, I can call somebody on the phone. So what? But that didn't get me anywhere. Right. But it would have been handy to um, to have some form of communication with those guys. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to find something like that, too, because uh, the guys that I fly with say that if we're going to fly out of the Conway airport, the, yeah. con- the municipal airport, that we need radios or someone needs radios because of the traffic there yeah. I, I don't know you know i mean the whole reason why you know i'm I mean, doing air motoring is supposed to be like simplicity so the more crap you bring up you know the more buttons you have to push uh, it gets more complicated you might as well fly a bigger airplane but but if you have and are trained on that equipment then it right. gives you the option i mean you can fly just bare knuckle nothing no phone no radio nothing mm-hmm. out in the country exactly. but it, but having the skills to fly out of controlled or semi-controlled airports what you know comes in handy especially makes you a better pilot especially I, I, yeah exactly and especially if you want to do an icarus eventually right. in the future are you interested in doing an icarus oh, race one of these days oh you too i would love to yeah that would be really awesome yeah i would limp in but yeah that would be fun <laughs> i mean we our family farm is in jonesville louisiana right. and i would love to fly um, the highway 84 corridor mm-hmm. you know shreveport to cachata and then fly that corridor down to jonesville i'd have to stop probably at uh, in Winfield, the Winfield airport. There's a guy uh, that I see on the paramotor uh, Facebook group that flies out of Winfield. Mm-hmm. And it'd be great to stop and fuel up and hang out with him and then fly. It's a lot of midday flying though. So you'd have to kind of time you're getting, it. You're getting your pump tolerance. So I think yeah. that you'd be all right with it. Yeah, and that wing is good for it, you know, and that little paramotor of mine is so light that it would do good. It was, it was amazing that you were, I mean, you were trying to climb with that, that 80 and how do you feel that that actually works? I mean, do you feel like it has enough oomph for you? I mean, you're 170 pounds yeah. and you're flying a Roadster 3... 23. 23? Yeah. And how does that feel to you? I mean, does it feel like you have enough power or would you want to go so up? I've, ne- I've never flown anything bigger. Uh-huh. I, th- I think I would enjoy the climb rate with something bigger. You want, to, you want to fly mine? Uh, one day I would. Yes. <laughs> I With like, my 28 meter. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I kited that thing today. That that thing is a beast. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. You definitely feel the wind. Um, uh, that definitely it gets me where I'm going. It's surprisingly nimble and has a lot of power for what it is. You know, I mean, because, I mean, did you notice me lagging behind your climbing? I, Any? I, I wish that we would have um, were, were connected with the Cenas yeah. so we could have talked and said, all right, let's go for a climb rate and yeah. see how high we can climb and stuff like that. But maybe next time. Maybe next time. I feel like it does what it needs. If I lost 10 pounds, you know, 
it quit eating at Beef O'Brady's. <laughs> How many times are we going to say Beef O'Brady's with beer? We need free meals after this. <laughs> but no, I feel good. I feel good. I feel like my little rig is, is a good fit for me. And, of course, every 40-something-year-old man could lose 10 pounds. Yeah, you know, but, exactly. Now, how did you come up with the uh, 23 meter? Did your it, it, my instructor had it, and it had just a few hours on it, and he sold it to me. And it felt like a good fit. Mm-hmm. You know, I've not felt like I needed anything bigger. You know, you can't really just carve with it, you know. Right. But, and it feels like, pretty solid for yeah, you? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, except when I'm getting flung around. Uh, but I was, 500 feet. That was some yeah. crazy, crazy fling. I mean, I'm glad that we got it on video because I don't think a lot of people even. I mean, it would drop me. I would just get no lift. And all of a sudden, just a huge lift whop, and fling me off to the right. But I was on my throttle the whole time, but it does not didn't even look like it. But anyway, the, the takeoffs were sketchy. The landings, <laughs> the landings felt better than the takeoffs. Right. But it and just, they were. I, I yeah. saw you land. You, you landed like a butterfly. All right. Well, had a great time. We we definitely had a blast. We're actually at 32 minutes on this podcast already. Oh, wow. I'm really surprised. You guys wake up. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, is there anything else that we want to talk about? I mean, here you are in a podcast. You can talk to, you know, a bunch of people out there. We probably have millions of listeners. What would you like to, to tell newbie pilots out there, soon to be newbie pilots oh or people that want to train? You know, um, what kind of advice would you give them? Jeez. Learn to fly without a paraglider. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I wish. But honestly, don't be like too eager to like get a bunch of crap. Get uh, not to knock on your lights. Get lights. You know what? Don't worry about what camera you're going to get before you actually like learn to fly. I mean, learn to fly simple. You don't want a bunch of buttons to push. You don't want a bunch of crap hanging around your neck or right. at you. You want the finesse of the wing. You want the finesse of your of your motor and your weight shift. So I would say fly simple, fly you know, simple. at first, and you can add that stuff later. Um, you want to hear something funny? Yeah, I bought all my camera equipment before I started flying. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I bought my camera, yeah. and I really had used it to learn from. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I should have taken off in there. I saw how my oh, hands okay. were, so it was a bigger learning tool than anything. And it's on my helmet. So everywhere I looked, that's where it was. I mean, it's nauseating to watch those videos. I mean, it looks like you're in a blender. <laughs> but it really, like, for me to stop the videos and back up, it was a big learning, a big well, learning tool. Sense. Now, do you have anybody in your life that's, that's taking video of you on the ground, like friends or family? Yeah, my friends that I fly with yeah. a little bit. And my family sometimes when they're there, I'll have friends that are interested. I'm like, yeah, come watch. And they'll take some video, which okay. is nice. But, yeah, I don't have, like, a... a fancy drone following me around or or um stationary cameras on the ground but no i don't have i have more videos definitely of me flying than like of first person than of the third person for sure do you have a chase cam no not yet they look really amazing though i have a chase cam but every time that i've uh, launched with it it collapsed my wing what? yeah i don't know what's going on so i think that is the old hero cam that's like really heavy yeah, yeah, yeah and i got a good hero five i think i'll try that next time but you, go. you know it's got to be a, a good day you know not windy and stuff yeah, and i fly with a garmin verb a verb ultra 30 I saw that. how do you like that i like it you know and it brings all of the metrics in you know all your altitude and airspeed and all of that stuff and you can put some really neat gauges on it mm-hmm. 
the image stabilization isn't as fantastic as as like i know the heroes like they follow the horizon yeah. which is amazing but as much as i look around you know the stabilization could be better right but right. that may just be the way i'm flying with it too i don't know if a hero could look up could keep up with my head have you been worried about having things on your helmet that might catch like a line or something uh, not really I, the only time i've had trouble with it is whenever i'm landing and i'm turning around to lay my wing down so i'm turning on facing it sometimes it'll get caught or more likely when the wing has you've landed and it falls to one side uh -huh. it'll catch you like if there's no wind at all when you land and it right. just falls down but never on launch you know because that stuff's behind me like like maybe a windy time where it could catch on your helmet and and you know hurt you or uh, does that I've never, bother you or no i've never had it happen honestly okay. you know and i mean it would really have to wrap up with a lot of slack in it and yank you around right because i mean you would have it would have to get caught further up the lines to really be able to pull you away from your riser but i don't know i haven't had any trouble yet i've that's good i though. thought about that but i hadn't had any trouble I know that a lot of people um, that are worried about that, they use Velcro mm. and they put Velcro on their helmet with their um, whatever, like, like my, my flasher, my, yeah, your strobe, my strobe is Velcro. I'm worried about it going through the prop with Velcro. Just, I don't I mean, oh, you've got that super fancy net. Yeah. The, nothing goes through. Yeah. That's this. like a, that's like a, um, a tennis racket net it is um the guy andrew fuller that that makes the sky tap angel he actually gave these pieces to kids oh. and they played tennis huh. with these right here to show that you know you can actually use these as tennis yeah because they um, are stout Ain't no pretty, bird going through that no no i don't have to worry about nothing uh -huh. i noticed that today i was like you know my arms were tired so i rested my arms and went back like that <laughs> and it doesn't bother me because I know my hands aren't going to go back through it. Mine just feels like fish netting. I, I it looks it like fish it's netting. Cotton. It's cotton. But it, are you going to get lights for it? One day after seeing yours, yeah, I, I, I got to get something. <laughs> I mean, I use the wingtip strobes now from Aviator, but yeah. Oh, yeah. How do, how do you like those? I like them. Uh, I mean, they're not super duper bright in the daytime. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're really made for the daytime. Right. Um, people say they can see me. I and they, saw them today. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What did you think about them? Uh, I actually could see your wing when I was looking around, uh, trying to figure out where you are. I was like, I saw your flash. Oh, right on. You're okay. flashing me up there. Perfect. That's quite a feat. <laughs> Strapped in. Yeah. So. So yeah, that's pretty good. I had my strobe on. Did you see my strobe? Because I. I could see it. Yeah. I. I. Even during the day, I'll turn on my strobe. Why not? It's yeah. USB and charge. And five hours worth of charge and at least right? and, I mean, and the just, little leaky buttholes just velcro you just jam them in there but yeah they and they charge fast did you hear what he said <laughs> the leaky butthole yeah and just jam it in there <laughs> can't take y'all anywhere <laughs> but uh but uh, that was a good day man it was, it was real blessed to, to be here flying with sean and and to get some uh, flyable win it was on it was on the cusp and that mountain didn't help with that wind direction but, but we I made it and we did really appreciate you guys coming all the way nice. from louisiana all the way up here i know that was how many hours three three hours three yeah. hours the adventure yeah. bucket was empty we needed to step it up a lot of things were empty and i've been wanting to, i've been wanting <laughs> right. to fly with you oh yeah, yeah so after i saw you flying a few weeks ago right so. saw me flying those bumps and stuff you're like yeah we got yeah, i need some of that bumpy flying <laughs> <laughs> gotta drive three hours to get some you didn't know that you're gonna be on a podcast did uh, you i uh, know i didn't it was a nice surprise Good deal.
well, that's been fun. I'm I thank you so much for making it all the way up here. I mean, I wasn't expecting that, but it was really cool, especially after I botched my launches this morning, which was really crazy. Wow. I put that on Facebook, so you know, yeah. I want everybody to know learn from you know my mistakes uh don't try to run um without looking at your your runway before you <laughs> launch i mean i kind of was like i think i can make it, it between those two fine but once you got on top of it it's like it's it just was, saturated ground yeah yeah it was just gone it's like it looked fine but it wasn't and i, I almost it. pumped your brakes and just skied on it i think i was still kind of crooked yeah. trying to adjust that yeah. uh that wing because the wind budget. the wind shifted but a little bit it's not bit. perfect every time and, no and you can't get discouraged yeah. you know you'll you'll take some spills you'll buy frame parts and no <laughs> no did you know that um with the with the angel frame if you break the angel frame he will ship you brand new stuff for free no i did not know yeah that. my Utah bars sure cost they're not expensive like 30 bucks a piece and you got five of them and I think I bent three or four of them. I just went ahead and got a new set from Glider Sports. But they were real responsive. Yeah, the, the angel frame is pretty cool. If you guys are interested in looking. Aluminum? Aluminum. Yeah, so it's really light. It's only like 50-something pounds. Um, and to me, you know, I mean, I, I have bad back, bad knees, bad everything. And I, I love this because I can just put it out there on, you know, wheels. Yeah. Wheel it out wherever I want to put it down and, uh, you know, um, clip in and then sit in it. Yeah. That was nice. You could sit in it like a camp chair. Yeah. And, uh, I don't have to worry about the prop. I don't have hell the damn thing turtled back. Uh, the, the wind took it and, and turtled back. No, no issues with the prop. Nothing. Um, I've butt landed, I've skied in and today I kind of came in crooked and landed on the side of it. Do you see how I landed on the side of that on the video? No problem. You see any? Nothing. No, I don't. A little grasp. That's it. Nothing. So it was really, really awesome. If you guys are interested in the SkyTap Angel frame or paramotor, uh, get up with Andrew Fuller. Tell him that PPG Grandpa sent you, and he'll cut you 200 bucks off the entire uh, set. Um, but you got to say, PPG Grandpa sent me. So Andrew Fuller, SkyTap Angel. You gotta love it. I love it. I, I can't imagine flying anything else. It's a good looking frame. I would definitely want to take it up. I, I still want to try an animati, but you know, at two hundred fifty pounds, I don't know if it's going to carry me. In your wing, it might. It might, but I don't want to try. It. <laughs> in wind like today, you can do. No, I mean, I can. I can't imagine accidentally falling or tripping and breaking your paramotor. Yeah. Because I know if I fall and break this one. It's free yeah, to yeah, be no. repaired. Yeah, no, you got to figure out what piece of that. Now, that's really nice because it's so modular. Like, right. like, it just comes apart into a ton of pieces. So whatever's bent or broken, you just buy those pieces. Exactly. It, it, you, you, too there. bad you have to buy them. I, I yeah, get, I get mine shipped for free. <laughs> so, yeah. If you want a paramotor. I'll, I'll upgrade to the Angel one day. There you go. If you want a paramotor that you, you can bust and break and destroy, if you can, because... He's had some people that that went out there to purposely try to break it. Uh, they can't break it. Damn. Yeah. So if Solid. you do break it, his unconditional guarantee warranty is if you have it on video, he will <laughs> replace it. But you got to have it on video. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Roll those cameras. I know, right? Break your frame. 
But anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. It was really awesome. And Doug, thank you for making it all the way uh, up here from Louisiana. I really appreciate it. Had a wonderful time. Y'all, thanks for listening to us. Tomorrow we're going to be talking with Jeff Goen, the guy that authored the PPG Bible. And if there's any questions that you want us to ask him on the podcast, please PM me. You can send me an email at ppggrandpa at gmail.com. Swing over to ppggrandpa.com on my YouTube channel and, and message me there. Go over to my Facebook. I even have a Facebook. I got an Instagram. You can find me anywhere. And uh, let me know what kind of questions that you want me to ask. Y'all have a great evening. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was All a ball. Right. Have All a great right. evening. All right. See y'all. We're Audi 5000. <laughs>